Hello and herzlich willkommen zum Aufgefresser, the WXW Review podcast in English. I mean, he's Mike, and how's it going, Mike? All going well. Um, it's it's uh, well, uh, you the, the the song we heard just there is obviously uh, what we are talking about today, but I think we're we're going back to traditional uh, traditional September uh, schedule. I think this week, aren't we? Yeah, this week or well, this month, whatever. Uh, we're looking at uh, Fan 2015 in Hamburg. We've got a few bits and pieces to go about first, but um, yeah, I guess we kind of jinxed things last time we recorded. You know, we <laughs> talked about you know, uh, really? Lucky Kid, Thielman, Metahan, you paid shock at the top. You know, that word, you know, his comeback, we were all going, is it a comeback? Is he on a special yeah. team? And then, of course, the day we posted it all hit the fan. NXT UK is no more. It is next brand. Instead, your favorite Monty Python uh, joke here, but well, we yeah. uploaded at five, and then by six o'clock, um, it was completely like irrelevant, which <laughs> I mean, happens, yeah. I was one like maybe two or three people watched every week, and know there's more than that, but tongue in cheek. And it's like watching the shows going through, it's like, guess who they're released, they're released, they're on the show, oh, they're still there. So, obviously, you know. News is there, NXT UK gone. They're supposedly rebranding as NXT Europe at some point next year, even though... About it. Well, two, three weeks since the announcement. The term NXT Europe isn't trademarked. They don't have a placeholder logo. It's like, just me being very cynical, surely you would have even just like an Etch-A-Sketch logo to throw. Well, the, the the thing I did see was there was the um, and I didn't watch it, but there was the the promo prior to was it Worlds Collide? Yeah, World Collide, where um, Tyler Bate effectively said, "Well, NXT Europe is around the corner, and I want to go in as the new NXT champion." And I'm like, "That's that's as much promotion as I've ever seen for it." Because there's, yeah, there's not been a press show. conference, has there? No. Nope. All there's been is Tyler Bate mentioning it on NXT TV and Shawn Michaels doing an interview with the newspaper. I mean... I, and, no, well, there was Fox too, News, it? Not to go too off the uh, beaten track, but like you know, NXT UK conveniently started up around the time, you know, World of Sport and Refro had their TV shows. And I saw today uh, Body Zoy out of Belgium. Guys, don't do it. What are they thinking about a TV show? Uh, was looking this afternoon, yeah, Body Zoy, um, and again, this is me, uh, admin live there. They've announced a TV show this afternoon, I think it was. Let me pull up the tweet. Um, I'm just going to put this into English. Body Zoy Wrestling back on TV, broadcast on TeleMB, uh, fifth anniversary show uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. And then a show called Miracle Friday, September thirtieth, Saturday, October first. Well, that that show's been on YouTube, hasn't it, for a while? Um, it's not a new and show, it's it? now know, so yeah, it's not yeah. new, but you know, proper TV yeah. coverage is usually one of the um, no uh, red flags that uh, certain companies Stanford look for <clears> historically. <throat> but and we can not talk about that. But yeah, Phoenix UK and all the releases, a lot of familiar names uh, back on the scene. Uh, Talk about no Tierman, Met uh, Han Lucky Kid, he's back. Uh, he's already been booked for a tag festival, taking on uh, Axel Tish on the Monday show. Oh, sorry, Sunday yeah. show. Yeah. Get my dates mixed up. Um, he's got a lot of dates as well. Well, like this, when you've when you're going from the kind of deals they supposed you had, you're going to need those. Yeah, sure. Um, Amal, she got released. 
She's uh, walked straight into a triple threat for the women's title over Tag Festival weekend. Yeah. Which no, makes sense. Other WXW alum, Shah Samuels, Nina Samuels, not related, despite what uh, some videos will have you believe. Mark Andrews, Trent Seven, all gone. And yeah, I mean, definitely there's a lot of uh, not familiar faces looking to come back. And it'll be interesting to see how many of those, maybe not this year, maybe next year, they'll become you know, a fairly big part of the scene that you know, they're now back to being part of. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, at least personally for me, I think there's a lot of animosity towards these people. And I, I, would, I would admit that it, that also does come from my side. But there's there's... It's a very well needed sort of shot in the arm, I think. Especially, I, I think people like that. There, there are there are levels to the people who signed, and we're not going to go too much into it. But I think people like Shah, who effectively graduated the UK Indies, there was nothing left for him to do. I have no begrudge of him going to NXT and then coming back down. And he's, you know, he's. It's I have I I have no problem watching Shah. Likewise with. Um, you know, in a way, with Andrews and Seven, they both took the good deals, the ones that actually were worth a worth a weren't you weren't working for CEX wages. If if it ends up being something like Mandrews for sixteen carat, I'd actually have absolutely no problem with that at all. I think that'd be a great sort of name to go in. But it's, uh, I think it's, I I I'm fearful for, um, I'm fearful for. Uh, People who who were absolutely nothing on the UK Indies stepping back into the UK Indies as big stars and getting the heroes welcome, which I think they will get in some places. But I think hopefully the places that we watch that, that doesn't happen. I don't think so far. Charles appeared in ICW where did Dennis obviously ref from Progress. Yeah, um, I think Riot Cabaret as well. He did a surprise. So names are coming back, and it'll be interesting to see how many you know make a trip over to Oberhausen with us at the end of the month. But um, so a few announced the Tag Festival for the end of the month. Uh, of course, we're going to do a full preview of that now next episode. Um, I think that's been pretty much a light uh, news few weeks. Over well, we, we're on the summer break, effectively, aren't we? Um, so we're going to have a quick look at the Fight Forever show that dropped for you on YouTube. Um, just quick thoughts, because I guess they're going to be doing this for the foreseeable future of these. It's not a full show they're dropping, they're dropping matches. Yeah. And again, I don't know if the cage match has these out of order or what, but the way they're being uploaded doesn't match what cage match puts up. So like <laughs> it's like just selfishly it's from a viewer's perspective. What am I meant to review this in? <laughs> because the thing is, even yeah. when they're uploaded, I don't know if you caught, or maybe it was me, you know, fat fingering and clicking the wrong thing. Dave Bradshaw in his little of term of coffee was Calling matches not wrong match obviously, but referring to stuff that hadn't been uploaded or something like that. Yeah, that happened a few times. Um, I I saw all of the the first half of the taping. I think there's one or two that unfortunately I've still not managed to catch. But um, yeah, it was. Um, I, I I mean, if it was me, I'd be order. I'd be reviewing them in upload order. But then I suppose yeah, you you run into the situation where uh, <laughs> where. Uh, where you got different upload orders to what's actually happened in real life. So, we'll just a quick run through. So, the whole thing of this is the Stars of the Academy taking on, how would I say, proper talent? I want to say proper talent, that's awful. Like, you know, 
guys. Well, the BXW has established itself as having a pro- being a promotion with a main roster, yeah. inverted commas. So I think yeah, that's and fair like to say. Route. Development and development and main roster. Yeah. So you've got like this proving ground gimmick. Um, yeah. You can see from the pairings we've had. So uh, Peach Honey beat Alex Kane just over nine minutes. No fun match, I thought. Kane going for suplexes a lot. Tihani yeah. eventually escaped from Goffwin, I think, was a shoot and star press. Um, tag match. So, this one, this is uh, like if you're new to wrestling and you see one match advertised and then read the result. So, it was Vyasa Hungry against Ilya Bloom and Leon San Giovanni. Of course, LSG was in as a guest trainer. So, he yeah. was tagging with uh, Ilya. I guess this probably would have been the rotation spot if he wasn't, if he was. Um, not not injured. Yeah, you probably would say so. But um yeah, match started out with Dover. I mean his arm was not taped to heck from what happened to Shortcut. And you could tell something wasn't right. Um I think was the spot was like a drop kick into the wall and then that was it but he just went to the back. Bubba Dreisker came out to finish the match with Icarus was allowed, which again I'm not gonna get funny with refereeing, but you know some people would probably get a bit funny with that all. Well, why are you allowing a substitute? This isn't football. Yeah. But um, I, suppose an element of, I suppose there's an element of uh, it, it's Dreisker's house in a way because he's still technically head coach, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's something that's um, storyline wise interesting. Like, that's never really been like in some cases, he's still the head coach of the academy, yet he's trying to rebuild. Like, I don't know if that's something they're parking for later on, but. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe it's a bit of an ambi- it's a bit of a uh, logic hole, I think. Really, but that. Very Dreisker once they you know got stuff back on track. Him and Nicholas won with a crossfire, which was really weird. Like doing other people's moves, but if it works, it works. Um, and then right after, so this was right afterwards on the live show, but not right afterwards on the upload. Uh, Robert Dreisker beat Orshi just over six minutes. Uh, you know, we're doing this match a few times, been you know, pretty good so far. One bit right at the end, I think Orshi uh, broke Trice's nose for back elbow. So, not a good night for the ambush lads when it comes to uh, injuries. Yeah, although it appears it's, it appears to be sort of back to um, back fine now, I think, because I, I saw a video of him the other day and he seems to have healed up or whatever it was. So, um, it's just bloody nose, not broken one, but yeah, it's a good crimson Busted mask, anyway. open, at least. Uh, rolling on Norman House beat Danny Frey in just over eight minutes. Uh, Michael Knight, uh, really good seven minute match with Jacob Crane. Bearing in mind, I think the last uh, time we spoke, Mike, and we said, Oh, Jacob Crane is a great character. Well, he pushed Michael Knight pretty close here. You know, it was more than just the guy who was you know, scared out of his mind for body slams. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, pretty good. And I think that's the kind of match you really want to see out of this environment where, yeah, main roster, you're going to have. No, your gimmick, or you know, you're there for two minutes to lose the body slams or get chucked straight off ring by Bobby Guns. But these kind of things, you don't want to see your quick squashes. And yeah, you, you, you want you want to um like I, I kind of think about this as if if this was if Fight Forever was happening in uh, 2018, this would be your matches between Norman Harris or Fr- Norman Harris versus um, Emil Satoshi. Like I kind of. That if they were doing this show back then, this is what I'm sort of imagining would be coming on these sort of shows. And you know, th- there is an established main roster and and uh, academy roster, and in a way, the 
because the academy uh, people have come onto the main shows kind of as much as they are, it's kind of a little bit um, blurred in a way. Um, but this effectively these ma- these these shows. What I like about them is that they're they're almost reestablishing the hierarchy. There's a reason why Michael Knight is a main roster guy and Jacob Crane is still considered an academy guy, although he had he gave him a good fight. The experience of Knight just you know it it, it was made clear in this in this show. If that makes sense, it's kind of like the you know the New Japan model and guess for a lesser extent what Ref Pro do for contenders, where you have your defined these are the guys who are coming up. They're not expected to get wins against your main roster guys, but they're expected to put on a good fight and come close. And you saw that a lot up and down the cards. Um the yeah. next match, first time Moodle over Nick Schreier. I thought it was decent again. We've said this before and I don't know what it is. There's something about Moodle this year without uh, Seth Mays just doesn't seem to be clicking for me. And this match to me just wasn't much different. No, he's a different he's a different beast in um in in front of a crowd, I think, unfortunately. Um it's almost as if he just I don't think he can cut it. I don't really know what it is. Um I think we'd speculated about a few political things. We we assumed he might have actually been on his way out, but that's obviously that seems to be completely unfounded. But um yeah, it's it's not really clicking here either. I think Nick Shree is great. Um I think he's a really exciting sort of young talent. Um, kind of got the um, very, very sort of white meat, baby face sort of cheeky chap sort of thing about him. And I really like that. Um, he's one of, I think he's uh, Tisha and Roman's project, effectively. Yeah, I was to Dresden, yeah. I mean, yeah. Going, looking on this cage match. Less than a year. Just past three years, first match was yeah. July last year. Yeah, so just over okay, just over a year then. Sorry, um, he's. I think he's a he's an incredible, pros, incredibly exciting prospect. There, but it's. Um, I think it's. I wouldn't want to rush him straight into it because I think he is. I, I don't think he, he needs to be rushed really. No, not nowadays. I've, you know, no disrespect to anyone who's mentioned, but like, we have had those guys on the shows who, like, they. I'd say we tried Voss, but Nosk was a different story. But they had the guy who was being pushed up as being you know, the guy who almost overshadowed the academy, for want of better words. You know, he had now we you know it's Ilya Bloom as the, you know, the designated academy guy, for want of better words. Um, so, you know, it's the whole kind of not you know, academy guy is a gimmick, but you don't have like two or three academy guys who are you know, all doing the same kind of thing, especially if they're not on the same kind of storyline. Um, I mean, I know Nick's been doing was it uh, GWF. He's had a few appearances on. Uh, yeah, he's from he's from like he's on the, I say the old next step sort of circuit. Um, he works a lot of that them sort of them sort of East German Indies, really, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm looking through like um, ERW East Side Revolution, which that just feels like a mashup of like like Carbon Copy UF Pro Vols to put together, but. Um, it's done a lot like Unlimited, you know, Geograph Project Nova out Berlin. So a fair amount enough for a guy in you know, year one when you know, still there's not that many shows, you know, comparatively speaking, running. He's kept himself around there. Yeah, for sure. And it's what you want to do. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he popped up in um, Austria as well, to be honest, at the moment, because that seems to be quite a bubbling scene. Yeah, it seems to be quite a bubbling promotion down there. So it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that happened. 
probably want to touch on my subs. We, um, we mentioned a few episodes back, uh, Julian Nero making the comeback. He's yeah. retiring for those couple of shows on PWO. And a he's effectively got two matches left. I think one of me said a uh, reunification with uh, Monster Consulting, which yeah, that's yeah. going to make tape, and that's what I really want to see. Shame can't happen in Germany, but and I'll take yeah. a you know reunion somewhere at least. Yeah, and obviously, it isn't we're not a, we we mainly jobics of you, but um, that 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 is gold fiber card. Um, there's one of the other interesting match, at least from. I think from both of our perspectives, from considering where we where we mainly watch our wrestling, is um, they've got Peter Tihani versus Michael Oku. Um, that's which one is, which, yeah, that's one yeah, I really that, that needs to make tape um, for sure because, like I say, I, I don't think there's anybody more made for WXW than Michael Oku in the UK. So it's, um, yeah, I hope uh, I hope uh, Droisk is twitching the curtain on that one. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to add that to payments with um, GWF and not yet being followed up on. So, you know, guys, take, no, you're going to be the same card as him. Give him a shout. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Michael Ogie doesn't need us to, <laughs> no, <laughs> to no, dig he, him up. But... Other people give him way more it's stars and way more coverage, but, you know, yeah. every little helps and all that. But uh, go on main event. Uh, Bobby Guns beat uh, Ender Carr in 11 minutes 37. And my God, I mean, I know he said he hadn't seen all of them. Please tell me you've seen this one, Mike. Oh yeah, no, I did watch this one. Um, I thought this was this was really really good. Um, again, um, another sort of sleeper Bobby Guns hit um, <laughs> hit really. Uh, following on from the uh, the uh, match front with Tisha at Shortcut, which I think we both said was probably the best WXW match of the year. Um, yep. I don't think this was that level, but um, it was still um, excellent. It got. It got quite a lot of buzz from the people who watch the show, <laughs> and, I, and that's that's unfortunately the people who watch the show are probably the people who would be listening to it. Um, so, but it was um, yeah, this was really really good, really hard hitting, quite a slow pace in places. Um, it was a, looking at the times; it was well, apart from the tag match, it was the longest match on the card. Um, I think it was a Endocara looked great as well. Um, yep. It was a. Um, this was the looking at sort of the card. This is kind of the only real um, main roster versus main roster sort of. This this was kind of the main event really on the on the card, despite of where the the um, despite where sort of it was placed on the card anyway. But the um, yeah, I thought this was really really good. This one. The, uh... Those things like November Car, I think he had the Abe match, I believe, over um, in the circle week, no, yes. weekend. Like he's name I've seen around. Like he did a lot. He did a few British Indies before COVID. It's like yeah, it's, it's something to him. I think he's based out of Stockholm, which I don't know if that's some you know, locations really unfortunate. Like and obviously I don't know if that much of a scene in Sweden. There is there is a few promo- there is a there is a promotion in Stockholm because um, I uh, I was actually looking at it when I was in Stockholm in July but there is a promotion in Stockholm it's not that big for as far as I can tell but the the big Swedish promotions in Gothenburg which is you know three four hours away but I think he's the big obviously he he works a lot in Body Slam which is the the uh, kind of the home promotion, well, the biggest one in the Scandinavia, anyway. So, yeah, I'm looking like just this year alone, you're looking like you know, uh, SW out of Gothenburg, 
um, Nordic Leafs in Copenhagen, obviously WXW Wrestling Cult, um, Hungarian Championship Wrestling out of Budapest. Spins. He's getting his air miles in, I'll give him that. For, for me, Endercar is having a... He's quietly having a period like Oli Carter was prior to signing. Yeah. Um, he's not really getting... Well, he is getting... He, in fairness, Carter is getting booked in WXW. He's getting pushed quite... Yeah, he is getting booked in WXW, whereas Carter was only really getting booked in GWF sort of with any sort of regularity. But he is quietly having that sort of period like Oli Carter was. And um, I think I think uh, that's a, <laughs> he didn't get released, but I think if if it was to happen, Carter versus Cara is, or even Carter and Cara as a tag team would be bloody brilliant. I think. So I'm just um, looking through his cage match, and I found one uh, May 2019 LDN, which may, Maverick Mayhew, Cody Hall, and Cara, um, Ricky Knight Jr. all in the same Rumble match. <laughs> What is that? There's, there's some wrestlers in that match. <laughs> and, um, and then there's Cody Hall. Lost um, to OJMO, uh, Michael Oku at Seoul in May 2019. So yeah, he okay. has been, like I say, it's not, he has done mostly, it's uh, Kamikaze. He used to work in the Midlands you know, pre COVID. But yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. I've not seen a bad match out of them. Okay, you can say, well, I've not seen that many, but every time yeah. I've seen them, it's been a pleasant surprise, and it's not because I'm going and thinking he's no good either. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, he's a, he's a bit of an... I think there is a lot he needs to improve on, um, but I think equally there is... He, he's. I think what we'd call him is a rough diamond, really. Um, yep. it's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of potential in there. Um, I just think he just needs to work more and more and more, and that's not entirely in his hands because if you don't get booked, you can't work people. But every time, but he's he's in at least WXW is putting him in with world class people. He's putting him in, putting him in with Arbe. He's um, it wouldn't surprise me if he was in Carrot this year. Nope. Um, coming out, it wouldn't surprise me if he was. And I still run back end of this year, start next yeah. year, warmed up. He's had Bobby Gunn's the shotgun belt on him. I would. Yeah, Bobby Guns, Hector Invictus, uh, Zapped, uh, the Shotgun Fourway. And again, we can say, well, it's a fourway. You don't get put in a you know, fourway for a title on Coward Weekend just to be back guy filling for slots. So, no, exactly. Exactly. Fast V5 Trevor's up on YouTube. Um, I think the next one they're recording is. I know we put this down last month, last uh, show notes. I think they said it's the November one. They're, they're well, have they are, um, yeah, they're not recording another one until November because they're doing um, a We Love Wrestling at Tag Fest, isn't it? So there's yep. probably no need for it. Yeah, so again, go for upcoming dates, but October 3rd, you've been Gelsenkirchen. I suspect, uh, I suspect there probably will be the occasional recorded match through. Over the weekend, they could record a pre-show fight forever match every night, or to be honest, every show, and it would wouldn't really affect anything. No, nope. so and we've got the guys to do it now, so why exactly. not? Exactly. We're going to our main event. Um, we're not doing a fan appreciation night this year for whatever reason. Not slot in the calendar, but going back to August. I don't appreciate their fans this year, obviously. <laughs> Oh, come I'm on. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. 
Well, we know both man from Turbine House. If you want our tickets, uh, just drop us a line of DMs. But, um, so, yeah, Fan 2015. Um, this is one that's typically been, well, I've been one of two night shows. I think was it the infamous one what, four years ago where they did Fan in Oberhausen and Hamburg after, and Frankfurt one as well in conjunction with Progress, which... Yeah, that, that was the only one I ever did. I think it's maybe a weekend we speak about another show because a lot happened on those. And a lot of uh, some slump packing. Anybody um, who knows me would will know that I, I will repeatedly say the progress show after the fan appreciation I show was the best show I've ever been to, and it's never made tape. So it's it's a uh, it's a hushed uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a, really? it's a hushed uh, spoken in hushed tones. That one. The progress Frankfurt one didn't make tape. No, the Progress Hamburg one isn't on tape. If you try and find, you can't find it on Progress on Demand. Okay, this is going to derail things, but yeah, I just want Progress on Demand. Well, last time I checked, it wasn't anyway. But <laughs> unfortunately, I can't even check back Body Shop because I literally just got an email saying there's a blooming uh, date server out, so that's down a time oh. recording. So Progress <laughs> Hamburg was 2018, wasn't it? Yes. It was the same time where we did the, um, or was it the, the same year they did the Mercatu as well? So yes. Hamburg. Uh, it's not on there. Unless it's on there now and it's since I've checked, but it wasn't on there last time. Yeah, I, was just, I was looking up for Card and Cage match. That's one where they had, um, lost it now, they had Walter and no, Chris Brooks went to no contest. So then they decided to, I, I think I've seen, so I don't know if it's just clips on YouTube. So we had Walter Chris Brooks go to no contest. And then yeah. they decided to pair Chris Brooks, Walter, and David Starr as one team, which is bad enough in one way, against Absolute Andy, Bobby Guns, and Maurice Alani. At the yeah. time, Andy and Maurice were feuding in WXW. Yeah, Andy and Maurice were feuding in WXW, and Bobby Guns was um, <laughs> like on the way to be feuding with Andy. Yeah, completely stupid. <sighs> well... You know, they have a reputation for a reason, I guess. But um, that was when yeah. progress was meant to be good as well. Meant to be. <laughs> Using the, uh, I, I will just. We, I know we don't have it, but Bobby Merkin say I plead the fifth. And yeah, that journey to it ain't on. Yeah. I'm kind of clicking through like mad on their on demand, and it ain't there. No, it's a shame. So by, anyway. by the it's a theme. But anyway, yeah, going to the good Hamburg show. Completely off topic, yeah. So, uh, August 28, 2015, uh, 450 gone to the themselves. And this was the show that ended the uh, summer pals, the summer break. So, yeah, pretty much where we are now, we're impromptu. And, yeah, I'd completely got my days of those um, overdubs, Mike. I know we yeah. open our shows every week with them, but... I yeah. um... I because I I've never seen this show before, but I I don't ever I must have watched started watching just after they changed because um, I don't ever remember them having different overdubs for every match because when I started watching WXW sort of regularly, it was always oh we just they just used one song so it was yep. usually this ain't the end of me um, <laughs> they just well, used that. Ones for two is like you know, we yeah, yeah, and they had and they had the tour one and they had um, they had a few different ones, but it was always the same, um, the same song through the entire show. Um, but this one had different ones, which was interesting, but they none of them were any good. 
But it, I bet it was better in the venue because at least you got the proper music. But that's a discussion for another day. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather have dubbing and live music better, but there we go. Yeah, I mean, I guess I suppose it's you know what we go for. We go for VOD live environment. But I mean, you know, Technomark has got plenty of some uh, <laughs> show, but. Uh, we opened off with a world tag title match. Uh, Prost, uh, Mike Schwartz, and Toby Blunt uh, defending against the Shields. That's Bobby Guns and Vincent the Beast. Uh, so Prost won the tag titles at Shortcut to the Top. This was the last show before this. Yeah. Um, so this is their first defense. And the thing that blew me away, Mike's like, no, we're talking like summer 2015. This crowd was hot. And it wasn't just because you know, Bobby Guns obviously from Bremen, so we've got the natural. Yeah, but they weren't really leaning into that then, though, were they? Not in this match, no. They were leaning yeah. into the Bremen stuff later in the card, but like, yeah. this was this felt like we, I, I don't want to say the good old days, but it was like they were reacting for everything. Yeah, um, I mean, to be fair, they, they at this point they already were described as the power crowd because the year before they had the uh, the the hot and spicy versus uh, outsiders match that ha- match had happened the year before so at this point they already were they already had that reputation do you know what i mean yeah yeah so um so i think from that respect yeah it wasn't really that surprised but yeah they were really really hot for this well they were hot for a lot of it to be honest um the um but i think speak with regards to this match um the shields, I thought, um, worked really, really well together. I've not actually, surprisingly, I've not actually seen much of the tag team shield stuff because I think, I, again, when I started watching Shotgun, that was not a thing. It was I think they had their runs of tag team and they started doing Bobby Guns the single. I mean, you no, know, the I think when I first started going to Bexley, uh, Bobby had the with, with fringed green trunk, uh, yeah, he had the tassels, yeah. It's like. I was, I was watching this and I was just thinking at the end of a match. You know, obviously, Bobby Guns has moved on to bigger things like in terms of WXW, but if uh, Vinny the Beast ever gets you know, fully fit and you know, we want to go back to this, the Shields would be a you know, main event tag team in WXW today and not just because of Bobby. On this form, they would you know, yeah. have a lot of the current tag teams. Yeah, I think that could work. Um... I I think it's a different Bobby now. Uh, Bobby's kind of bulked up a bit more now. Um, he's flying around like a bloody cruiserweight in this match, <laughs> um, which, to be honest, is really cool watching. But yeah, it's a different wrestler now. Um, uh, Vinny or Tempesta, if we're led to believe, obviously, I think he's... I think the issue is that he's always struggled with the injury, hasn't he? Um it all seems yeah. like yeah, there's a run, then it's on the shelf, unfortunately. So with that, it's kind of a bit of a... Um, it's a bit of a... bit of a... I don't know. It would be. A, I think it would be a risk to the Shield sort of long-term in general, really. But um, it would be. I'd like to see it, I think, because I think they, they definitely work really well together. Um, it's kind of... The chemistry is... Uh, as we as, as you sort of say here, it's uh, you it's um it's great chemistry as you'd chemistry as you'd expect from brothers. So, uh, second match, uh, Young Yearn Sims. I mean, like you're gonna get this a lot because obviously 2015, seven years ago, Yearn on that match graphic, you look like completely different person. Like you would seven years ago, but 
that just you know, caught me off guard. But beat uh, the Mac in nine minutes twenty, and you know, this was like you know big guy, no little guy power match. Um, I like yeah. Fjorn's gear. Yeah, the eighties, the eighties gear it was very cool. Eighties dolls in fashion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was you know, saying it's very you know, power against speed, you know, be Mac magic upside down crack smash. I don't know if else can want to boil stuff at now that you know, got Mac back in it, but um, it went just for 10 minutes. They managed to do a fair bit. It wasn't just you no know, yearn mad, yearn smash, and Mac doing the whole you know, banana peel stuff. But I think this was just before we started to warm up yearn and the whole stuff with Carson Beck. If my, I've got my timelines wrong. Um, it was decent. Well, yearn was champion by, by Carrot 16, wasn't it? But I'm going to have to check my timelines on. Must have been because it's three way at 16. Because the year after is Yun versus uh Dita Jr. So he's, he's only he's only six months at most away from being champion. Here. Sure, so let's have a look. <laughs> I keep on throwing things at you, don't I? <laughs> 2016, yeah, he it was. Oh, yes, the free wins the whole thing where he, yeah. you know, he had a fourth guy added because he was upset being a free win. Then he turned, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, so they were you know, really heating them up to this point. Um, and yeah, it's that whole second match from the card, you know, really unassuming, but in hindsight, makes sense kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, um, it was kind of, it was very meat and potatoes, sort of, really, in that respect. Um, but, um, it, it I do really miss Demac. I think is he he look he's he's been. I saw this past week he's actually been hanging out with uh, Junior. Now he's been because Junior's been over in Europe for uh, a show, um, and um, yeah, obviously sort of see Mac was hanging around with him this week. But I do I do kind of miss having Mac around. I feel like he could add a lot as a um, as a sort of a upper well lower 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 mid card sort of gateway sort of guy. Yeah, um, no. Although I don't really, I don't know if he's wrestling still. He, I mean, he still looks to be in great shape, sort of on Instagram. But <laughs> is he still working? So I know he had a back injury. The last match I see on here was uh, September twenty twenty, losing to Crowchester. Yeah, um, I remember. So he had he had that run in 2018, 2019. Um, well, yeah, to... he had the whole thing with uh, Rise, didn't he? Yeah. So I've just come to his cage match. Uh, he worked for Southside in March 2018. That just caught me off guard for some reason. Yeah, that yes, just... that caused an argument with somebody, but I'll talk to you about that after. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we had the, um, the show I went to in Hamburg uh, in 2018, where he returned, you know, the lights out, light on thing. Um, and he would you not know, let the rise versus rise stuff. And yeah, so you no know, matches, you no know, start of 2019, uh, you no know, disappears. I think it's the last match in Dubai XW at least. Was it hot and spicy? Um, no, it was one after that. Oh, really? Uh, house show, I guess, uh, 16 Cow Gold Revenge in Cutting Holes, losing to Shiggy. Oh, okay, I didn't know Which, that happened. Well. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it may take. Well, if it may take, no. only but I mean, he's done a few since he's done like you no know, EWP, Rings of You, yeah. uh, Wrestling Cults. I have uh, seen that he has been working. He's just not working very often. And I think as well as you no, know, 
I think they say he maybe you're tired. Back injury. So it's that whole thing, you know, you don't want to really push too far, which I mean, again, you know, it, you get people very tired with back problems, they come back. So maybe that's going to be on the cards, but you know, you just don't know. I, I guess. In, in my head, he's always he's he's the perfect guy to to turn up at um, six shortcut to the top. You know, yeah, he would be the perfect guy. Get get ten minutes in the shortcut match, gets eliminated by hot hot new young heel, and then you know you got something good there but i don't know i don't know it's a shame he's not really around because i did always he's quite like him he was sort of in a way actually he was in amidst the uh amidst the the uh the the stars of Ilya and junior and walter i think damak actually for a period was probably one of the biggest stars that like at least sort of in the english speaking world because he yeah, did the uh, cruiserweight classic yeah yeah so it's not like he was you know bubbling up because he was hanging on right people he, you no, know, he got you no know, called for cruiserweight class. He got some extra stuff out of it, but yeah, and obviously round here there's a whole thing with as we'll talk about later in the card, hot and spicy. But then um, vaguely with ring camp, I remember maybe not quite officially. He was you no know, kind on the fringes, but that's another time. Um, next up, we had uh, Kim Ray. There's a name <laughs> years gone by, defending the shotgun title against Young Mikhail Schenkenberg. Yeah, he looks really young here, doesn't he? Baby Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it wasn't too bad. Again, I think a lot of this was, you know, Kim Ray was the baddie, so you know, he's cheating around, you know, all around the place. Schenkenberg, uh, remember right, shotgun drop kick, which nearly went through the turnbuckles at one point, which just looked really nasty. But um, again, I, I don't think it's like a run of the mill shotgun title defense, but in Schenk's originally from Hamburg, if I remember right. Yeah, he's from Max. So this was like school, a big yeah. local local guy, so it was, it was fine. Again, no Schenkenberg, you know, he's a lot more established in the WXW now compared to what he was here. So you know, it was what it was, you know, 10 minutes, nothing too offensive. And you know, Kim Ray keeps the shotgun belt rolling, I guess. I really didn't like Kim Ray when I used to see him. <laughs> I just I just thought he was a bit pants, really. Um sorry if you're listening, Kim. Um <laughs> his because he's been gone for a while. Remember, right? Was it the um, it's a feud when Carson Beck had to retire for the final time? Well, he came back at Carrot. He came back as a surprise return at Carrot seventeen, and did naffle, basically. Um, yeah, just looking again. Thanks, Cage Match. Uh, came so he did. Um, yeah, shotgun live to a. Uh, he did the farewell to Accident Union show, uh, Lord of the Tattoo, small shows. Yeah, I remember he had, I think the last thing he did, like main roster for May tape, um, was. Yeah, he did, he did the return at Carrot, didn't he? Uh, he returns well, at Carrot, he beat somebody. I want to say he beat. Um, I want to say he beat. Like he beat like Junior or something on the Sunday. Like he uh, re- returned and beat somebody up, like somebody quite big as well. I'm, I'm I don't know. I can't remember. Match, match results, but yeah, but yeah, but it's the last thing of members of that whole thing where we're building up to him and Carson Beck against Walter and uh, CMJ. And then that's yeah. all. But, um, yeah, not the way they planned for the obvious reason, but yeah, you know, I think it was one of those where of his time, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, I wouldn't really. Well, I think he's retired now, isn't he? Proper. 
Yeah, nothing since COVID. Last um, match was for um, what's this? New Generation Wrestling against Chris Rush. Yeah. And before that, against uh, lost to Zeritus, which yeah, very apropos of absolutely nothing. Apparently now start following uh, back body drop on Instagram this week, which is like got the, you know, the notifications so I need to start turning off. Like <laughs> Zeritus now for it. Really? Him? Did it did, was he looking at you with the wrong eye and he accidentally followed it? Uh, Sean Michael's eye. <laughs> the I mean, he's got the weird I, eye, not Sean Michael's eye. <laughs> before I get into any more trouble. So I guess this is kind of where the card got a little bit south sidey, and that's not a criticism. Um two cool uh, Grandmaster Sex Saint Scotty Two Hotty over Reichenshern, Kevin Rolston, Maurice van Beethoven. This to me is like a lot of this in 2022 both would and wouldn't stand. Like, so I've had Brian Christopher did the whole thing where, uh, you know, accused Kevin and Marius of being through him, uh, Bremen, which obviously in Hamburg, so that's not immediately got the crowd on them. There's something else which aged horribly, and I know some voice of wrestling news this all the time. The Wolves ain't gonna like that. I'm not yeah. going to say it because you no know, people clip things, but yeah, didn't one thing Brian Christopher said didn't age well, and I'm not going to speak ill of the dead, but yeah, yeah. Scotty too hotty zooming in on his underwear for whatever reason, and a guy off a crowd, I guess, were trying to be uh, standing Rikishi. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't think that aged particularly well either. But um, um, yeah, this I means your typical you know, touring stars against your locals, which no. The crowd loved this. It was one. like something out of Superstars of Wrestling. Yeah, and I can't yeah. really, you know, no shit in any of this. Like, it worked for people there. Me particularly, I wasn't really that keen. I mean, it was full of all kinds of um, what's called hot dog in the called. You know, I had Scotty find, then a fan apparently paid it. You know, Scotty ran to the back to get a middle finger out. Um, I mean, this is pretty much the antithesis, I'd say, of what. No people would expect from no WXW stuff at the time, but again, maybe it's been that different for crowds. No, like it, I, I can't shoot it down, but I think I preferred the overdub which we used to start for sure because they played that for god knows how long at the end. <laughs> and they had you no know, not Rikishi and another fan out for crowds, no dancing from it. Eh, it was what it was, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um... Yeah, it, when you say it was very south side, it was 100% that. And I think there are quite a few sort of things from this sort of era of WXW where, like, somebody who's ex WWE comes in, has a really, really strong match, and then just disappears. I sort of look at, for example, Mason Ryan being shotgun champion briefly around this period. John Morrison uh, for a cup of coffee. Yeah, although that was a bit later, I think, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, the. It was the, um, it's still the, uh, I think this is one of the things where it's like um, very much like pre-WXW when it really had its own identity, because this would never happen now. Um, I think the closest thing we've had to this recent years would probably be Spirit Squad at Tag for Tag Yeah, Tag Fest five years ago. And that was 2017, so yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe, maybe some of the... Um, Shoot superstars of wrestling, which obviously isn't a thing anymore, but like I kind of think of the Bobby Gun, sorry, uh, 
Billy Gunn and Emil Satochi thing, but then even then, that was just a standard match, wasn't it? So yeah, so and, uh, not really thing anymore. Jackson Stone as well, which yeah, yeah, that might not be one to bring up, but um, yeah, I mean, again, very much of its time, but you know, as part of what could uh, you know give the rest of his charm back in the day. You know, you came for the big stars and you got the rest of the card over and you know, move, you no know, roll on to that. Uh, big Demo beat even Kiev. Now, I think since we've recorded, you know, Demo won and lost progress title. Um, yeah, I really don't know what to say about this match because, like, Demo didn't really do that much in WXW. Like, you know, clearly at the end of the match, he won, he did that whole universal, you no, know, I want the belt thing, but. No, after the next night didn't appear again for a few months. No, it seemed to be more this ICW and what culture in the UK, which was well, he was up. doing W. He was doing Rev Pro as well. Um, it wasn't long after this when he did the um, the Nakamura match at the uh, <laughs> the York Hall, where he nearly broke Nakamura's neck and then got signed. So yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. he's putting up planting seeds for what could have happened. But yeah, I mean, like I say. This to me felt like it was a you could see what where the wheels were turning, what they were looking to do, but unfortunately you know, plans changed and all that. But um yeah, I thought it was fine for what it was, but I've never been a big demo guy. It was very uh, it was very uh, this is when uh, Kiev was billed as the Ukrainian snake, which was um explains the yellow trucks. Yeah, he had very sort of Ukrainian um, symbol, symbolic sort of tri- uh, trunks, wasn't it? So, yeah, it was. Um, it kind of it didn't look any different than it does now. <laughs> He's ne- the man's never aged. Still, it's still a perch club, isn't it? On the German Indies. Yeah, they're still going, as far as I know. Yeah, it's a bit of a cringe thing, really. I think perch club. Yeah, the the um, neon masks were very much. Yeah, purge isn't that big a thing anymore, but again, I'm looking, yeah, unlimited uh, BCW, uh, Baltic Championship Wrestling, and yeah. Suplex Schmieder, who I never heard of until about 30 seconds ago, <laughs> out of Lubeck, which and only won two shows, which might say, not tell you all you need to know. Um, the, after that, we had a promo video. Um, and this is one way you could tell this was a match you need to pay attention to. Not, yeah, not really good promo video, actually, I thought. So start with Robert Dreisker turning on Big Daddy Walter, 16 carat gold early that year. The yeah. foundations of Cerberus with uh, Adam Polak. I mean, where is he now? Like, he, he's the guy who's the iconic, you know, I'm not even going to try the cackle, but you know, the fact that made part of the music, um, Cerberus, you not know, being the escape behind it all. And this is around about the time... This we touched on earlier. Uh, Axel Dieter Uni was part of Hot and Spice, but also, you know, I don't say flirting, that sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. You know, stand up, you know, lean towards Ring Camp. Uh, shock at the top, tries to beat Walter by DQ through the classic too much ass kicking finish. Um, so they're really getting Cerberus against Walter and uh, Junior going. And I say this match, I was not at all in love with the finish, but I thought this was the best match on the card. Service against uh, Junior Walter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this is this is um, I yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Walter, Walter, and um, Junior is a 
great pairing. I think it's obviously to this day it's obviously still working to a, to a, to a certain extent, as far as I know. Um, but I think Walter and uh, Dreisker, whenever they do get in the ring, it's magic. Um, obviously, there's an element of um, teacher and student there, but I just don't. I don't feel like I feel like it's uh, he, he's. They they both step up a gear, and I think it's because they both kind of know each other so intimately. Um, the crowd's absolutely buzzing for this, and I think it's because they were probably, I think they were buzzing for it probably because they'd had that barnstormer, obviously the big uh, outsiders hot and spicy match we've talked about already, but yep. kind of a lot of the ingredients from that original match was in this one. Um, it was all like a all over the crowd brawl. I think I've said already. I think Dreisk is an incredibly uh, underrated sort of uh, crowd slash backstage brawl sort of guy. I think he does it really, really well. I think I don't know what he does, but he just seems to get them done really well. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was the the power of the it was the uh, the benefit of the uh, the power crowd. I think every single time when you have a hot Hamburg, it just adds another level to any match that really comes comes through that show um as long as there was you know the whole thing with um when they sort of bring out the um the ball rope and things it's just like because joyce joyce has brought the ball rope back since hasn't he uh yes that seems to be the loosely following along thing yeah yeah so it's kind of like that that's a thing that's just continued and continued and sort of um when the um sort of junior gets hit with the the rope and then gets sort of ruled out by medical reasons then it ends up being the Walter as a um, as a handicap match and it's just like the fire they got to have behind Walter when it, it's just it's just that the comeback that the comeback that he nearly gets, it's, you know, the place is going mental for it. I think it's the kind of thing like, you know, I'll just yeah. look at outside this match was like two years early, so not, no, six months, no, not no, yesterday, but not so not no, distant past. Like, this was molten hot. I mean, finish, you know, uh, Junior came back. Uh, I think Nero rolled up Walter, Junior waffled Nero with the bull roll. There's the obvious DQ, which again I'm not too thrilled. But again, what are you were saying there was uh, servers getting under uh, Junior's skin. Uh, I think after match was something as well weird with uh, Demac coming out, shoving him and Walter as well. So you yeah. keep the whole thing, you know, hot and spicy, going, you know, fading away, and what became Ring Camp coming to before. But I say for match, you know, in a vacuum, this completely caught me off guard. Like I knew the whole. The whole story behind service and obviously where it's where it's been and gone. Yeah, this was caught me completely off guard. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's um, in a way it's kind of like the this is a, ma- a kind of a not say a throwaway match. But this is kind of a, a match that's on a let's say a B show. I think Fan is one of the B shows, um, and then effectively both teams effectively are still going two years later um, in some form or another. And effectively, like, you know, the, the ring, camp, ring camp continued beyond junior go, 
going. So that continued for another like four or five years after that. And Dreisker and Miro are, you know, at this point we're, we're, we'd carry on for another four or five years after that. So three or you know three years after that. So it's kind of like, it, in a way, this is kind of a more influential match than I think it gets more any. It's a more influential match than it kind of gets credit for. Yep. It's not one that I've ever sort of seen as being held up as sort of one of the great WXW matches. But I, I, I actually think, in a way, this is this is one of them, especially in terms from of, this era, anyway. Yeah, in terms of where what would grow from this as well. Uh, yeah, just based on matches, it's some that, a series I really want to look at. So, I mean, when I first started going against WXW, your know, service were kind of long gone. You know, they had the big reunion on that one tag league uh, weekend. Yeah. So I missed all of service. So that, based on this, I want to go back to that, that whole feud. So look how fat when I get free time. But um, main event, we had a unified world wrestling title match. Uh, Carson Beck losing to John Klinger in a shade over 26 minutes. And didn't do it to me, Mike. I I don't know what it was, but this wasn't even knowing, like, the next day, you know, uh, Bad Bones would lose the belt back to Carson Beck in the Oberhausen show. Uh, was the freeway with AJ Styles, but it's like this just—I don't know what it was. It just did. This just didn't click with me. Yeah, it's. I agree with you. Um, it's very weird, isn't it? I, I think when he was there, I was like, yeah, Bones is one of the big guys in WXW. Because whenever I seen the best in Europe gimmick on his trunks and all that, and it's just, it's just the more I see of it, it just seems so weird. Bones was. Bones, I don't think really fits WXW at all, especially not now. I mean, I was sort of was I was watching this. I think the match itself is a bit sort of middling, really. It's not really anything particularly great. But um, it wasn't helpful. Hollow mind, but still. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that as well. But the um, I think the 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 I was sort of sitting there. It's obviously Bones are not a thing in WXW anymore. But I was just thinking, like, if it if that hadn't happened, whatever did happen, um, where does he fit in these days? And you know, I can't imagine a WXW where Bones is still in it. At I, mean, all. I don't. I don't think he would be. I would say, oh, not like Dave. Like he wouldn't be happy being open match because you know, we've got to just look. You know, in GWF, he's always in and around some kind of title picture. But yeah, I mean, we'd have thought if. It was still around in WXW, it would have been some kind of sabbatical, if only just to do the whole how can I miss you, you never go away kind of thing. Because, like, you, you, you go back uh, again, I think it's 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 one of the great missed opportunities in wrestling, is obviously the whole um, we didn't see the real collapse of Rise when we, we really should have. But, um, you know, it's like I could see Bones going after that that feud but you kind of then like well when he comes back it's like you know if he comes back do you have the absolute andy run i don't you know because surely bones has to be sort of in that picture really doesn't he kind of i couldn't like i can't uh, imagine veteran yeah yeah it's just really weird i can't imagine him being there at all these days it 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 feels like it feels alien him being in the in the, he just looks so weird in the match in the show yeah very weird. Yeah, so I mean, he's, such was... a he's such a presence, but I just don't feel like he, it's almost he's, like he's... the jigsaw when you kid you hammered into you know because you want to get the puzzle finished sooner, that kind of thing. Like it's yeah. it fits somewhere but just didn't seem to fit where it was there, which 
Again, that's yeah. not part of the Wexford Newcastle. You had that whole you know, best new champion of champions team of Andy. You know, that's another thing we want to see. You know, what was that? And was that one of those like came of its time, or is it something that you know we've missed? Just you know, hasn't aged well. But yeah, that's uh, something for another time. But um, yeah, we fall out of this course weeks and months. So we said Carson Beck won the belt back the very next night in Oberhausen, <laughs> uh, beating Klinger in the freeway with bad AJ Styles. Which yeah, that one again. You know, I've reviewed we had like. Roshi Tanahashi in WXW against Absolute Andy of all people. Yeah. Like, you know, that was a redo when WXW had that brief dotted line relationship with New Japan, what could have been. Well, um, effectively, the, 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 everyone in German woke up and then they, WXW, in New Japan had announced overnight, by the way, we have a partnership with WXW, and WXW were like, what? Do we? That was the story. That was on a. Uh, it was on one of. Global well, Wrestling Federation, wasn't it? Global uh, Force Wrestling, sorry, GFW, WXW, Rev Pro, Ring of Honor, CMML, and uh, GFW. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the world would, wrestling world would be like nowadays if that actually had sort of continued. But Would that yeah. be the time Carson Beck did that one Rev Pro show against Dave Mastiff? Yeah, he did do one, yeah. I remember watching the back end again. I, I feel like I keep saying, "Oh, it hasn't aged well," but like it's on the old RevPro on-demand service. If anyone wants to sign up and hunt it out, but like he, you know, Beck was opening the show, like first match, obviously. Um, these, uh, oh God, what, what was this old music? I, I, I've got it in my head, but I've forgotten the name of it. Careless Whisper. Careless Whisper, perceive the song. And unfortunately, because it's you know, 2014, 2015 Britain, and because Carson Beck's announced from Germany, you can probably guess the kind of responses that was getting from, I think it was a Kent audience as well. Yeah, Fancy I think it must have been one of the sitting board ones. Yeah, sitting, again, this is one and only uh, thing. Yeah, uh, yeah Swallow Leisure Centre and Sitting Board. Actually, December 2012, so it would have been before most of this, but... Um, yeah, so anyway, back from our latest detour. Um, Walter and Axel Leach Jr., they would keep feuding with Cerberus. Uh, Prost would lose the tag titles as part of the World Tag Team League in October. Uh, Walter and Zack Sabre Jr. won that tournament with uh, Hot Spicy going out and fight semis to Red Dragon. Which... Zack Daddy. Yeah. Um, again, not pretty decent team from what I remember, but this game is why I want to proper hold surplus. It feels like through Tag Festival, they kept them apart to bring them back together. It just seemed, no, just going through the results at least, it looked a bit weird. But um, yeah, that's fan 2015 Hamburg edition. Really, no, really hot crowd, some good wrestling, and some stuff which probably doesn't quite hold up. But on WXW now, if you want to catch this part of your subscription, and yeah, it's a pretty good show and it's you know, worth going back into the archives, as we will do again in the future, no doubt. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think there's a lot of sort of untapped potential, really. Um, well, there's there's a lot of secret secret bangers <laughs> in the archives, and I think there's a lot of stuff in there that I think just it, it, the, um, the 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 uh, the tag match on this show is enough sort of impetus for me to look further because this is just before I started sort of jumping in because I remember I watched the 
the first WXW show I ever watched was the anniversary show from this year. And um, so yeah, I, I was sort of aware of a lot of these people around the same sort of time, but it's, um, yeah, it's the, it's worth having a look, sort of look through them for sure. These old ones, and I'd love I'd love to sort of go on a journey with some of these. I think because I think there's a lot of, um, especially when the breaks like we have at the moment. Yeah. So that's the past coming up uh, next up for Brexit. I think what two weeks on Thursday. It's coming quickly. We're heading to Sim City in Vienna. Part of uh, the Catch Wrestling Festival. I think you said it was. Uh yes, Catch Wrestling Festival, I believe. Um, I think that's the name of it. Um, We've got some matches announced. Uh, Sense of Alto, Peter Honey against Ambosses, Robert Dreisker and Lawrence Roman, mentioned last time out. Uh, Pretty Bastards against the Gullius Brothers, which I think is their first WXW since Carrot Witch. Good for them. Hector and Victor yeah. against the Trier and Baby Alson and Eva Kalaski. So pretty decent card you know, for their uh, Austria debut. Yeah, so it's called Catch Fest. That's it. Um, yeah, it's a decent little card. Um, I'll be going to it. Um, very excited. My first show in Austria. It'll be a WXW one, but um, yeah, I think it's a sort of got a quietly. Uh, it's a sort of a quietly decent show there. Um, and they have obviously announced um, Tisha will be there as well as Tristan Archer. So you can probably assume they'll do something together. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think there's a. There's a lot of potential, but then obviously after that, it's it's the my favourite weekend of the year, World Tag Team Festival. Yep, and of course, next episode we'll preview that. Uh, it's a written preview on backbodydrop.com, which will hopefully be online again by the time uh, this goes up. But uh, amongst some of the stuff that's been announced so far, we've got Inner Circle 12 in Gelsenkirchen, September 30th. Fuminoi Abe against Masha Slamovich, which that's a tasty match just by itself. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then on the uh, tag league uh, tag festival weekend, beg pardon, uh, Bobby Guns and Mike Bailey. That's going to be on the Saturday evening show in Oberhausen. The winner of that takes on Tristan Archer for the title on Sunday in the main event, presumably. Also on the Saturday show, we've got Jern Simmons against Heisenberg in a street fight, and Metahan makes this is probably to do a turn, I guess, against Axel Tisch on the Wheel of Wrestling show on the Sunday. So. Got a few big matches announced for match. Of course, they've got the full lineups for Fempital, so the Tag Festival lineup as well. Uh, they, they did announce. Has... Yeah, they did announce um, the um, Amal uh, getting into the clip. So in Allison match as well. So yeah, Amal Baby Allison clips so three way for this title. That's on yeah. Fempitals, which I think, and again, I'm going to have to plaque to my writers' websites offline. I believe it's about the first uh, proper show of the weekend in Oberhausen. It, it is, it is, yeah. So, because that's what Scott Kilkelly's Brexit uh, return there. So, yeah. You know, if, you, if you're right, if you're skipping on uh, in a circle, don't get there late on me Saturday. That's uh, 2 30 doors, 3 30 bell. Yeah, for sure. Uh, although, um, we'll go into all that uh, close to the time when we do the preview. Yep, and we've announced way more names for the Wheel of Wrestling Wildcard Show. But again, we'll be back in probably about a week or two uh, because I know they yep. also said the tag festivals around Robin Tournament. There's eight tag teams. I yeah. don't think we're going to have enough space for all eight teams to do around Robin against each other. So I would expect blocks like we had back in the day. 
Yeah, because they've not really said anything about the format, is it? Because they tried doing 16 teams before and that didn't go well, is it? The, yeah, the four teams, the last one was like the, uh, the single elimination of that unique format, uh, Copyright Jim Ross uh, tournament. Yeah, all we've got so far is round robin tournament for the World Tag Team title. Uh, Amboss, it's now Robert Dreisker and Icarus. Uh, Fuminori Abe, Shikahiro Irie for Pretty Bastards. Uh, Eric Young and Axel Tisha for Sanity. Uh, Dominic Green and Kevin Koo, Violence is Forever. Sense of Alto and Idol Blancas for French Adores. Rotten Slot. Uh, what a terrible name. <laughs> that name. Like, I don't know if it's you know, whether it's real or it's just something that's been played up you know, back in the day, but was it Andy Simmons did come to Rev Pro before and apparently came and he not really played a bad name, but I guess the French for the Luchadors, it's portmanteau, but <sighs> I mean I know where they're going from, but it's not it doesn't mean it's good. No. And last thing uh, Chris Brooks and Masanasi Takahashi, the uh Kalamari Drunken Kings. So yeah, pretty decent lineup. Um I guess if you're going for winners again, we'll do the full preview next. But there's a couple of tag teams there that stand out as potential winners, depending on future dates. But we'll plot all that out uh, later on. But Mike, uh, any last words before we wrap up? Because we were aiming for one hour, and my word, we've smashed it again. We always do. We always aim for an hour, and then well, for less than an hour, and then we end up plowing through it, didn't we? Um, no, not really. Uh, the only thing, obviously, I would plug personally for me is um, obviously uh, I'm on I'm at Mike Kilby on everything um, uh, and also I am on the Groundhopper's Guide which is a football stadium travel guide sort of podcast um, that's on YouTube uh, if you go on YouTube and type in the Groundhopper's Guide on and Eddie you should find it uh, and then yeah it's just on there so it's a fun watch I know a lot of people will like it it's good to so we get get new people, but yeah, seven now, aren't you? In terms of ground, so it's not bad going. Yeah, I'm on fifty seven now. Um, and he made plans for fifty eight uh, later this month. Or early no, there's, there's, I've, I've got more than fifty eight. <laughs> I'll be knocking on sixty by the end of the month. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, that's that's all I sort of have to tap, to uh, plug really. With me at Ian Wrestling on Twitter at Big Back Body Drop on Twitter as well for the reviews. Uh, cashback by drop a com form one all that the rest of is quiet at least until tag festival but we'll be back in week or two for a tag festival preview thanks for yep. listening everyone and we will see you before we go to germany cheers ciao